From the Bob Marley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Biz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of March 21st, 2012. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Walter Eccles, Teresa Eccles, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi, Kathy Whirling, and Max the Intern, back in the Peanut Gallery. In this week's show, we will officially announce a project that we have been working on for several months that I am so glad I can finally talk about because it's been <laughs> killing me. Uh, the Disboards.com Welcome Center in Yay. Cape Canaveral, Florida. Um, Kathy and Teresa have their Hollywood Studios 101 segment, which I'm looking forward to. And Kevin has his review of the Pepper Market at Coronado Springs Resort. All that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the show, everyone. It is nice to be here. It feels like it's been nine weeks since I've, I've hosted. Yeah, but really, where you been? Where has you been it? Here? It's been a long time. <laughs> it's definitely been like a month, I think, since Hello. I've been, almost a month since I've, I've been on the show. Now so. you can say you were in Port Canaveral. I was in, I, yeah, yeah. A couple, of, a couple of shows I was at at the Welcome Center with Walter and uh, Rob Marks, who's going to be one of our folks out there, will be out there full time and getting it ready. And uh, we've all been, We've all been working like busy little beavers, getting it, uh, getting it together. We're going to talk about that later on in the show, but uh, it's just nice to see everybody again. I think I, I said to Corey, I think this is the first time Corey and I have sat at the table together, and yeah, it's been a while. Eons. Usually, Julie's here when I'm here. Mm-hmm. So, what do we have for housekeeping? Anything? Really? I have something. Okay. I thought everyone else was going to Well, I have first. something tiny. Um, for those of you on Pinterest, <gasps> oh, I just... Oh, okay. sad. <laughs> well, that explains a lot, but okay. <laughs> for, the, for those of you on Pinterest, I added a, a pinned icon under um, the photos in our photo gallery. So, you know, next time you're surfing the photos and you see one you, you'd like to pin on Pinterest, you can easily do that now. It, it links right to the page and also displays the photo. Just add a description and you're good. Oh, also, for those of you who are using Pinterest and have an Android phone and may be tempted to download the app Pin to Pinterest is what it's called. Uh, It is a spam app that will send all sorts of crap notifications to your phone. Um, I had to download an app that, like, located apps that did this, and that was the app that was doing it because I was getting all this, you've won a free iPad. Hmm. Like texting? It, no, I, I thought they were te- I thought they were text messages, but they weren't. They were like notifications. This app kept sending out these noti- putting out these notifications on my phone. It was really annoying. Hmm. It came up with like this green plus sign, That's and weird. then it was and it was just really annoying. And I finally did a Google search on it yesterday. Green plus sign plus sign in Android, and it told me that you know there was an app. I can't remember the name of the app that you can download. It'll check all your apps. And see which ones are doing it. Is this just that's not Apple product though? No, it's an Android thing. So just you know, since you mentioned Pinterest, I thought yeah, I, I saw that a lot of people were um, pinning photos from the from our galleries. So I decided to make it a little easier for them. They actually had to go out of their way to pinning him. I don't understand it. all that yet. Though but I did you, join that little thing, and people are following me, but they're not following anything at the moment because I'm not doing anything. If, yeah. you're, if you're on a diet, if you're on a diet or eating program, this might be tough. 
Because there's all they're always posting. What are you food. saying, Corey? No, I'm just saying I'm even oh. on an eating program. But I mean, it's tough. I mean, they're always I'm posting, on an eating program like, too. Uh, you know, cupcake recipes. Oh, and really? all these. Yeah, I'm on an eating program. Yeah, I eat. fried chicken and Twinkies. <laughs> it's really tough. They have chocolate Twinkies now. No, I haven't seen them. So, all right, thank you, Corey. What else? I have a special announcement. Uh, oh yeah! Every year, well, not every year, the last year we did our backstage magic trips, uh, our adventures by Disney, Diz exclusive backstage magic trip, and the last full day of our trip, um, we had a special guest have lunch with us, and it was Marty Sklar. And for our upcoming trip this year, I have secured someone who I think people are going to be very excited about. We're going to have Dave Smith, Disney historian. I'm really excited about so that. So he's going to have lunch with us, same way Marty did. He's got a book that uh, he's currently selling. Everyone will get a copy of the book, and uh, Dave will sign that for you, as well as do answer your questions, and we'll have a really nice lunch chat. It's my understanding that Dave Smith is an amazing storyteller, and people who have heard him talk and who have spent time with him tell us that it's going to be amazing. If you don't know who he is, Dave Smith, for the longest time, ran the Disney archives. He was the one I thought that I think that he uh, actually he started. started the he Disney did. archives. He pioneered it. He, he went to Walt and said, "We should be doing something with these items. We should be saving this crap." I don't think it was Walt. I think it was after Walt died oh, that I've, they were throwing stuff out, and he was like, "No, we should be." I, that's how I remember. I, I have no correct information at all. Apparently, flying by the seat of Sorry, sorry. <laughs> He did something, and now he's really cool, and he's going to be at our lunch. <laughs> so there you go. I just want to add to that that um, this is something we do with all of our backstage magic trips. We try and do something, or with all of our adventures by Disney, Diz exclusive trips, we try and add something to them that you can't get elsewhere. And that's going to lead me into a plug. We have our London Paris backstage magic trip coming up in October. And we're going to be in Disneyland Paris on this trip for the 20th anniversary and Halloween. So this is quite the trip to go on. And doing some really cool stuff, um, costume party in Disneyland Paris. Private, exclusive type costume party. Y'all are putting it on? There with Adventures by, by Disney. Disney is throwing it, yeah, for us. No, are y'all going to be in the costumes? Of course, oh, sure, it's great. So, if you're interested in joining us in London and Paris, and seeing Disneyland dressed up for Halloween, and us dressed up for Halloween, you can write to me at Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel dot com. There's also a thread on the boards which tells you all pricing and some of the details of our trip. And again, this is October eighth through the seventeenth. And also, just to sort of round that out, Dave Smith is also our special guest on Podcast Cruise 4.0 this December. So, And that, uh, that trip is also, we have uh, openings on 4, 4.0. Um, 3.0 is sold out. The That's this year, right? That's, yeah, this we're doing two this year, June and December. And uh, working on something special for next year that we're not going to talk about. <laughs> um, all right. Thank you, John, Kevin. Um, what else? Anything? Anything? Going once, going twice. Johnny with the news. Disney loses $200 million on box office flop John Carter. Oh, yeah. I saw this. How sad. The Walt Disney Company, uh, the world's largest entertainment company, said the box office flop John Carter will post a loss of about $200 million, one of the biggest ever for a single film. Yep. Disney's film division will report a fiscal second quarter operating loss of eighty million to one hundred and twenty million, 
to $120 million, the company said in a statement on Monday. John Carter, a movie about a Civil War veteran transported to Mars, costs about... <laughs> oh, and, it's even stupider it just, when you ex- talk about it. And it just explains... Right in that one sentence. Yeah, That'll so get the kids. Like cowboys and aliens. <laughs> Leave mom. I'm Mars alone. Cause the Mars needs women or Mars needs moms. 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 Mars moms. needs mom. That was a flop too. Just yeah. get away from Mars. It's not working for you. The thing is, the funny part about this is this is a very successful line of comics. Yeah. John Carter from Mars was very successful. But, I mean, you know, think Back in the right. 1600s. And I was just going to say, and what does a comic book cost? 80 cents? But I also think it's, I think we're talking about it, you're right, a different readership. What have we seen since then in the movies? What technology have we seen? What stories have we seen? It just But this is, right. this is also uh, Disney leveraging the Marvel right. uh, Marvel oh, comics really? okay. that right. they, uh, library that they bought. And the thing is, is that Disney is not, I don't think Disney is in touch with the average comic book enthusiast the way that other studios were with Spider-Man, Superman, things like that. I think Avengers will be great. Let's see. Let's see. Did you know that there's a sequel to John Carter in development called John Car- John Carter and the Gods from Mars? I wouldn't plan on lining up anytime soon no. to see it. And the other thing, too, is this is basically... I think this kills any chance of a well, sequel. Well, that's what I meant. Yeah. It's in development. It hasn't started yet. Yeah. But I don't think you're going to see it come out very soon. It's also based on a 100-year-old Edgar Rice Burroughs novel. Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking about something that was of its time that perhaps doesn't play well now. Disney just, I think they took a, they took a gamble that did not pay off. Huge gamble that did not pay off. Yeah, but three hundred and fifty million dollars. Now I did read that this hasn't. They haven't really counted overseas distribution or what. So let's hope that other people in the world think it's fun. Well, what they say is that these movies tend to do better overseas. That the overseas <laughs> audience like the big productions, but when all is said and done, with all the distribution costs and all the advertising costs, it's still going to be a money loss for them. So, mm. you know those Disney sales where they sell off the stuff that didn't sell in the parks. <laughs> yeah. I would assume that next year's sale will be the John Carter sale. <laughs> All right. Don't expect a John Carter parade anytime soon at the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our second story. Man caught stealing from guests at Universal Orlando. A man inside Universal Orlando's parking garage made a startling discovery. A man rummaging through his car. Orlando police said 21-year-old Manuel Cabellos. Cabellos boy, that well said. Uh, then pushed the man and ran on foot in an attempt to get away. In an attempt to get away, the victim eventually caught up to him and held him until the, po- the police arrived. An off-duty police officer arrived and arrested him. The man said that the person going through his car—I'm not going to try to say his name again—dropped a black bag during the foot chase. When officers recovered the bag, they found six credit cards, a driver's license, several Universal Park passes, forty-two dollars, and a camera charger. Hmm. <laughs> the camera charger throws me. Why are people leaving their credit cards in the car? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, part of the story is one of the victims whose driver's license was found in the bag contacted Orlando police. She told the police she was at Universal Studios Saturday at the Jurassic Park ride. She said she left her backpack in the stroller. When she returned 30 minutes later, her backpack was gone. She said oh, there was really? a- Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> this is All right, called thin in the herd. Just, I, I, I'm just going to say, there's natural selection here, Okay. If you're going to leave your backpack with your driver's license and anything else of value, sitting on a stroller while you go on a ride, you're an idiot. They have lockers. 
They have lockers. You can put your stuff in lockers. If you can afford to get in the front gate, you can afford the two or three bucks for the locker. So you know what? You put your stuff in the back of a stroller and it gets stolen. You deserve. People, you people think they go to a park and they just, you know, yeah, nothing, nothing their, can happen. Who leaves their life? Well, then, and oh, I know. They're stupid. Yeah. Then they're stupid. They're just plain stupid. She thought it was in that big security lockbox of the stroller. That no one will be able to crack that code and figure out how to get into this drawer. Right, right. Here's my favorite part, though. The woman who said that uh, her backpack was gone also said there was an iPhone 4S, a coach wallet, her credit cards, and a universal pass. Now, how much of this is exaggerated? You know? Yeah, really. A million yeah, really. dollars. Like diamond like ring. Insurance. Oh, no, 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 no. no I, I, think, I, think, I think the person's stupid enough, enough yeah. to put the backpack on the stroller. And get on the ride is stupid enough to put a coach wallet, an iPhone, or credit cards, and yeah, Picasso maybe, in the bag and walk away. Okay. And my Bruno Mali shoes. Yeah. In there too. What else do I want? The bloody glove. <laughs> the location of Amelia Earhart's plane. All right, and our final news story. Judge tosses out lawsuit seeking freedom for orcas at SeaWorld. <laughs> oh, thank you. A federal judge in San Diego dis- dismissed a lawsuit by People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals that sought an order forcing SeaWorld to free five orcas. On Tree-hugging hippies. <laughs> for slavery? U.S. District Court Jeffrey Mill ruled that a lawsuit on behalf of the orcas cannot be brought under the anti-slavery 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution because the amendment pertains to human beings, not animals. Peter then goes on to say that this was not about this particular act. It was about bringing attention to what SeaWorld is doing right. So let's just say at least the court system did the right thing here. Yeah, really. At least they did what we're supposed to do. There's a shred of hope. Wow. Interesting news. That'll do it for the news. All right. Wow. No one died. Nor maimed. John Carter. John Carter. John Carter didn't come out Close too well. Enough. All right. Well, thank you, John. Uh, let's move on to rapid fire. Who would like to go first? I will. I found this online and I thought it was interesting, but I think my favorite part of this is the very first line. Several of Disney's best films will be released on Blu-ray in 2012. Here's the list. Now, remember, this is their best films. Treasure Planet. What? Pocahontas. The Rescuers. The Lady, or Lady and the Tramp 2, Scamp's Adventure. Uh-huh. Oh, that was bad. The Tigger Movie. The Aristocats. We're getting closer. That's Julie, one of Julie's favorites. Pete's <laughs> Dragon, also a good one. And Atlantis, The Lost Empire. They're all going to be HD Blu-ray discs. And the person who wrote this little blurb online tells me that these are some of Disney's best films. <laughs> I like The Rescuers. Now, that's a good little film. There are some in there, but like there's great. Some, yeah. Is it up there with Cinderella? Is it up there with Lilo and Stitch? Is it up yeah. there with any of Disney's best films? I'm sorry. Did any of us see Atlantis, Lost Planet, Lost Treasure, Lost Empire, whatever the heck it's called? That sounds that familiar. But it's that one that was, had no songs in it, so I wouldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> had those songs in it? Had no songs, no songs in it. Oh, no, no songs. songs. Wasn't that the one where they like first ventured into CGI and it was was um, all computer animation? I but don't it was even really remember bad. Treasure Planet. Do you? It was it was the story. It of, was released for about twenty minutes. It was the story of the it was the Treasure Planet story, but it was set in space. I now, remember that. To our listeners, if you was a ship get the urge to send space. me an email telling me all about Treasure Planet, it's okay. You really don't have to do something else. <laughs> really, do something. We else. don't care. <laughs> 
Hmm. Use your time more wisely than that. <laughs> really? Plant a tree. So, save an orca. Save, I'm just going to say <laughs> save an orca. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Corey. Um, last week, Universal Orlando officially opened Central Florida's newest miniature golf experience. It looks cool. Hollywood Drive-In Mini it Golf. It is really cool. I'm not really into mini golf. I did it the first night, though. They had a preview. I had a blast. It looks like a lot of fun. Where is it located? Right under the city walk. Right next to Bubba Gump. So right as you come into City Walk, you look down, you can see the whole golf course. Wow. Like on um, the side of the highway there? What kind? Isn't yeah, it on, and it, ex- it expands all the way um, by the theater. Isn't it on both sides? Yeah, it's on both yeah, sides. It's, okay. It expands the whole, the whole walk. Oh, right. Um, there are two 18-hole miniature golf courses that are each themed like a drive-in movie theater and are inspired by different movie genres. The first course, The Haunting of Ghostly Greens, is inspired by horror movies, and the second, Invasion of Planet Putt, is designed like a sci-fi movie. It's themed really cool. The, it looks it, really cool. The Universal yes. Creative Team, you can... They're funny. They're they, upping they, the, they really are funny. And they're also upping their game. I can see lately, it really seems... Well, they were always good, I, I, but I, I really think they've been upping their... Upping their game. I mean, look, they pulled off Harry Potter. For whatever my complaints were about how it opened, there were never any complaints about how gorgeous that part of the park is. It's absolutely stunning. And it's some of the best theming I think you'll see anywhere, if not the best. So, I mean, and, you know, the creative team is also responsible for Halloween Horror Nights, which every year they they raise the bar. Do you think this has something to do with that change in management or that they went through the... Blackstone Group whole thing. No, I don't think it has anything to do with it. I think they they had a, a void right there to do something with, and they did something that's family friendly. And you know, it's it's fun for the whole family. It's open till two a.m. too, so that should yeah. be really interesting after What's a cost, night at Mardi you know? Gras. You know, yeah, those New really? Orleans people start What's coming What's a cost, out. Corey? You know, let me give you some more details. The Haunting of Ghostly Greens um, features a graveyard, a pet cemetery, and haunted houses. Now, in this music, I mean, in this area, you'll hear different music. So it's themed, like you'll hear Monster Mash, Thriller. And some of the names of the holes are Grave Danger, Tomb with a View, Haunty Python. And underneath that, like oh, the Haunty like Python, That's cute. it'll say, To charm this snake, take aim and putt into his mouth and out his dot, dot, dot. <laughs> so it's pretty funny as you go around, you read these. Um, Trim Reaper. And then the Invasion of Planet Putt is a whimsical look at an alien invasion. Um, this has several stairs from multi-level holes. Within this area, you'll hear things like Intergalactic by Beastie Boys, um, It's the End of the World by R.E.M., and some of the names of the holes here, Gross Encounters, Love Bugs, Remote Controlled. So let me, the, yeah, Gross Encounters. Underneath that, it says, in, in the outhouse, something's dwelling, green, glowing, and awfully smelling. Huh. It's really, really fun. This is open seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 2 a.m., one course is thirteen ninety nine for adults and eleven ninety nine for ages three to it's nine. Not bad. Two courses you can get it for twenty four ninety nine for adults and twenty ninety nine for kids. You can play both courses and you can split the the playing times up. If you save your receipt, you can play a different day. And Florida nice. residents and Universal annual pass holders receive a ten percent discount. It's really a lot of fun. I would suggest doing it at night because all of the courses are lined with LED lights and. And depending on what hole you're at, there's like different sound effects and water will squirt at you and smoke. It's really neat. It cool. sounds like a lot of fun. It does. We got to go check it out. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Corey. Teresa. All right. When you get done with Putt Putt, go over to Splitsville Bowling Alley. We'll be opening at Downtown Disney's West Side in the Old Virgin Megastore building in the fall of 2012. Oh. 
It's an interesting use of that space. Splitsville is not your typical bowling alley. The 45,000-square-foot venue features 30 lanes spread over two floors, as well as billiards and music. Patrons will be able to get a full meal delivered right to them while they bowl. Hand-tossed pizza, fresh-rolled sushi, filet sliders, and more are available without ever having to leave the bowling floor. In addition to daytime hours, Splitsville will offer a new option for nighttime entertainment at the popular downtown Disney area. Do they sell beer? I would imagine they would. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I mean, they the do. The movie yeah. Beer and Bowling, you know, so. kind of goes right. I suppose I, I would think there'd be a full bar, probably. <clears throat> probably. Bowling alley. I have to get little bowling shirts. With the, yeah. For a, have a little team. Shall we start at bowling team? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? That was a good use of that space. I, I don't think. know if I, I would say great. cool, but I'm yeah. not sure you're using that word right. Okay. And a, a, another little. <laughs> bowling's fine. Mini rapid fire. Um, the Value Resorts are getting uh, fridges. I know. That's so cool. That's cool. What's going to happen to the fridge swap? You know? no. Yeah. Well, you know what? It served a purpose. Right. Yeah. It served there's a purpose for a long time. People that are packing it in, and there's somebody who knows somebody that's going to come pick up the fridge swaps. Swap. Really? Going to have a fridge and, sale or what? He's going to use it in his house for something. Oh, really? Yeah. Something. To donate those to give kids the world. I mean, unless Cold you really fridge. need that little freezer compartment. And those fridges, I mean, these aren't going to have that. No, they, those are like little dorm-sized beverage but they, They're coolers. not calling them fridges, are they? Beverage, beverage coolers. coolers. Beverage yeah. coolers. Kind of like what we have on the cruise. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they call them on the cruise. So. All right. Thank you very much for that, Teresa. Walter. Okay. Electronica celebrates the world of digital film Tron legacy and turns Hollywood's picture back, back lot into a nighttime dance party complete with food and drink. This all leads up to... Disneyland Resorts announced Electronica will power down for good April 15th, 2000. How's oh, it getting rid of it? Yep. Yeah, yeah, this is out at Disneyland for those who are not familiar with Electronica. Um, and it's been there for it's been a, while. a couple of years now. It looked look a lot of fun. Did you go to it? No. We it always like, planned to. Well, I mean, we passed through it, and it's like, you know, it's cool. It's, you know, it's. I thought we walked into a gay club. <laughs> well, because well, yeah, there's it big is, really. lighted dance floors. It's all lighted. They're playing. They're playing club music, and there were boys dancing on boxes. Right. And I thought, what have we stumbled into? I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> and you all enjoyed I it. Do right? is watch ride the monsters in crowd. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I've stepped into gay bar 1988. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, Walter. John. Um, something I do every year for Dreamsville is, is I purchase the poster from the Flower and Garden Festival. I think they usually do a really pretty poster. A couple of years, not so much. One year they did like the Black Dahlia, which yeah, was a little gloomy and depressing. It was. But usually they're really pretty and they're nicely done. But they always have the artist there for signing at the Flower and Garden Festival. And we went this year to get the poster and nobody knew anything about an artist signing. Nobody could tell us when he was going to be there. There was a lot of confusion about it. We eventually found out that this year... We don't know why. We speculate. We have speculation as to why. But they didn't have the artists physically there signing the poster. If you want a signed poster, you have to go to the Flower and Garden Center, which is in the old... The uh, Festival Center. Festival Center, yeah. which is in the Wonders of Life Pavilion. And they're already in tubes, and they'll say artists signed on them. Hmm. So if okay. you want to get the artist signed poster from Flower and Garden, my suggestion is go and make sure you pick them up. The artist this year is Randy Noble, and our speculation is that in years past... There have been lesser-known artists doing this. Uh, the posters. Randy Noble is fairly high up in the design 
area of Disney, and I, he probably just doesn't have time to do artist signings. It's no more for the signed poster as opposed to the unassigned, the one that's not signed. So you might as well pick that up. But I also think there's a limited number of these. So this is a very this year. It's very colorful, and there's a Mickey and Minnie topiary. Did you see it? But they're actually it's watering really the garden. Yes, mm-hmm. It's cute. Okay. Oh, while you're on Flower and Garden, we have the um, the QR code on our site. So if you want information on um, Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival on your mobile device, you can scan this. This is official Disney QR code they did. It's in the shape of the um, the Epcot ball. So scan That's it, cute. and there's a tons of information on there. Cool. Thank you for that, John. Kathy? I have that now all the Disney World resorts will have complimentary Wi-Fi. About damn time. It, yeah, really? It, it's going to be in the rooms along with some of the common areas. So it's not available at Fort Wilderness, and those guests will receive free wired Internet access. This is something that we're, we're going to see as this progresses, that eventually anywhere you go in the United States, you'll have free Wi-Fi. Yeah, well, really. here's what got me. They've been doing it out at Disneyland forever. Yeah. Okay, those resorts all have free Wi-Fi. And I could never understand why they had it in Disneyland and not World. I don't think Disney World had the technology. <laughs> yeah, it was with the, with the light, lights a winner. Oh, good lord. Don't get oh. me started. I know what you did. You set her off. Why are you poking that bear? <laughs> don't call Kathy a bear. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, I'm glad to see it finally. It's well, I mean, it's time. something that you expect everywhere you go now. I mean, you go to a restaurant, you're like, okay, I, I just where's wonder, your Wi-Fi? I just wonder if it's going to be as fast as the wifi, the complimentary Wi-Fi out of the Disneyland hotel is. I mean, that was stupid fast. Like if Panera has it, yeah. why doesn't you know, a hotel at Disney World have there it? Are certain, there are certain resorts, though, at Disney that are so spread out. I would imagine that it was very difficult to make sure that every building... You built Space Mountain. Put the Wi-Fi in. <laughs> All right. Yeah, really. <laughs> All right, all right. And the other short little thing that I have, this is a twofer. The price of the PhotoPass photo CD is going up to one sixty nine ninety five, And Disney hasn't said what the pre-order price is going to be. It was $99. We don't know if that's going to go up. So, Okay. All right. I just want to mention, too, we talked about this um, before we started the show. We were going to talk about Flower and Garden this year, but we've all kind of decided that it's Kind of the same every year. So we didn't want to do a whole segment on Flower and Garden, but we thought maybe everybody wants to just go around and give their highlights and what they thought and what was different. Kind of do sort of a quick thing about that. Well, that's the whole thing is virtually nothing is different. And and this is what is starting to – and look, I understand that – you know, not everybody is like us and we go all the time or in the parks all the time and we always go to Flower and Garden and Food and Wine. But – this is something, this is a trend that is alarming to me because we see it with the parties at the Magic Kingdom. We see it with the special events at Epcot. They are the same every year. And Disney has to recognize that at least part of the revenue that they get for these things is from the hardcore folks who come back year after year to do them. And you've got to give them something new. You've got to give them something new. And they're not. And that's why, at this point, I feel no compelling reason to go fl- to Flower and Garden, with the exception that my mother would love it. And I'll take her, and she'll love it, and that'd be great. It's a nice place to go because the park looks so beautiful. Right, absolutely. But if you're going, like, I went this year, and it's like, oh, look, now that's gone. I see it because I've been going every year, I think, since the beginning, 
and I see what isn't there anymore, but what they have is nice, but you know, it's See, Epcot's my favorite park, so Yeah, yeah me too. If Mine they, too. Any event they have there, I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm trying not to take such a, you know, a negative look at it. I I can easily say, okay, that's not there, that's not there, but I'm trying to Look at it from a well. Look as a, as a, as, a, as as a as an individual and as a fan. Absolutely, from it's the standpoint, tough to do that though. From yeah. the standpoint of the site, and you know we're supposed to look at at this with a critical eye. From the show, the site, Dreams Unlimited, we're supposed to look at this with some measure of a critical eye. <clears throat> Excuse me. And my thing is that for as much as I love the parks and I love what they do. I would like to see them start challenging themselves rather than, I mean, everything's fallen into a formula. This is the formula where we make all this money. This is the formula. And we're not going to change the formula because we have a formula and we want to follow that formula constantly. And I think that's a mistake. I think they should make these things, they should make it so that you want to keep coming back. Come back year after year. But don't do you well, think enough some people, people do come back just for the comfort of they're going to see it the way it was? Before? I think they do, but I think at some point, if it doesn't change and it's always the same, people are going to say, you know what? I can spend my money doing something you know, else. You know, it was a different experience for um, for us this year. I say us, uh, Julie and the kids, is that you know for years and years I've been taking photos of Flower and Garden Festival, and for the past several years they've had like the play gardens, the play areas right. where the kids can play. Last year, our kids were too small, but this year, we actually got to push the stroller to the side and let them play See, for a bit. Awesome that was a area. nice experience, right. a nice different experience of something that I've been seeing for years, and now I'm actually you able to do something. Right, but I, I don't think children should be allowed at Walt Disney World. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lord. Think, only adults. I think I would not, if I was traveling here, I would not make a special, this would not be the draw. Going to Flower and Garden Festival wouldn't convince me that I oh, should leave. No. If so I had you one wouldn't or... plan your trip. Oh, but I'm I think there are. I, th- I think there are a lot of people who do, do though. Well, I'm just saying that this is we talk about Personal. ourselves. If I, I had didn't... one trip a year, I wouldn't say, "Oh, I want to go at Flower and Garden." During right. Flower and Garden, I would, I would rather see weather. Christmas decorations. <laughs> see, right. I would too. But... but so what I'm saying is, but I don't think as somebody who would go to. Disney regularly anyway. I don't think it ever looks prettier than it does this year. I, I yeah. think for the majority, I think they just end up here for spring break. Right. And, you know, they, Maybe they stumble nice upon it. Oh, this is nice. Yeah. See, I go into Flower and Garden. Kathy goes in, and all of you, obviously, from the way you're talking, go in and look at something and say, that was in that same spot last year. Let's move on. That, see, I don't even remember last year. I go in with a clean slate in my brain. Well, I think and we all go into Don't take it. that anywhere, Pete. But I just go in thinking, it's spring. It's so pretty. Now, see, her her memory resets every 30 seconds. <laughs> but I think and it is. It's is, beautiful. I, I think we approach it as to we have to now talk about this. Yeah. Notice details. Yeah. I went twice as the critical person looking at Flower and Garden and enjoying it because I do like all the flowers and everything. But then I went one time with my daughter-in-law and my grandson that had, you know, as far as my daughter-in-law remembers, she had never been there. So we toured Flower and Garden with a whole different attitude. Yeah. Like this was the first time and I didn't go, oh, well, this used to be here or that. Yeah. It's like, let's just experience it like I've seen it for the first time. There's also a group of people who go just for these HGTV stars. Mm-hmm. And personally, that's not my thing. But we know somebody who went and camped out for, I don't know, 
For who? Sylvia Planter, Sylvia woman. Planter. I don't know. Sabrina Soto. Okay. She's now, cool. I have an aunt and uncle and, again, who have been... I'm sorry, go ahead. Just, just not our thing, but I appreciate that they do that for the people who are interested in that. And they seem to bring in different people every year for that, and they seem to bring in the new stars. Well, the plant-type people... Okay, when you say stars, you really should be well, using the HGTV air quotes. Well, stars, right. but if you're into really into landscaping and gardening and that's your world, and I know people that that is their world, it's a big thing. I have an aunt and really. uncle who have been to Disney... Countless times. This they've never been to Flower and Garden and their trip this year is coinciding coinciding just so they can go to Flower and Garden. So going back to the celebrity thing, back before HG HGTV sponsored it, there used to be a landscaper called Gary Allen. He started out working at Disney and then he he's gone on to fame and fortune, but his claim to one of his things on his show is he used to like hit the front end of the shovel and it would pop up and he'd grab the handle. Now, I practiced doing that. How many times did you hit yourself in the face? Oh, many, 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 many times. But that was like his claim to fame because he would invite people up on the stage and do it, and you would win a prize. And there was a whole room full of us that had done the same thing. So Really? Try shovel groups. Try it with a rake. It's like that guy that used to be on Victory Garden that would eat the dirt. Mm -hmm. Remember him? Roger Swain. Roger Swain, yeah. yeah. He'd go down and eat the dirt. See, I watch all those See, but I've been, I like flowers. I'm really into it. But I have no no desire to go because I know it's going to be... have you seen the orchid? The no, no, that I have not seen. Kathy told me about that. That is like really see, cool. Yeah. I would like to see I that. enjoy flower power. I enjoy the retro music, even though... It's, me, all, it's only on the weekend. For me, now, that's so a big I've draw. And the merchandise is a big draw for me. And I like I the little kiosks. There's where some you, fun merchandise. It's not, yeah, yeah. I like the little flamingos, the little mm-hmm. yard flamingos. Which, you mean the figment flamingos? They have all of those um, <laughs> booths from Food and Wine. Wouldn't you think they they're fantastic? Have a, flamingos, like a lemonade right? stand. Yeah, there's a something from Spring Lake. Yeah, and like you know, as you walked around, I think that would add to it, give it a little bit more of a festival feel to it. So, I was looking forward to um, like Ferris and Finley. They're really big into Toy Story. I wish they were into it last year when they were the main feature, but now they're they've been pushed back to the American Pavilion. I was really looking forward to them. Did you see the, them? You see the Cars topiaries? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought those were great. Yeah. I really was impressed with Teresa. Before we go on any further, <laughs> we just went to this thing and we happened to walk past the American Adventure just as it was about to start, and. I'm sure all of you have been in the American Adventure, but if you haven't gone to the American Adventure Pavilion to see the Voices of Liberty sing... They're awesome. It's breathtaking. They're breathtaking. It's about a 10-minute pre-show before they do the actual... before you go into the auditorium, but it it was absolutely beautiful. They do, you know, an array of American songs, but one of the things they did was a tribute to each member of the Armed Services the armed forces. They did a song from each one of those. And as they moved around, they had the people who had served or were serving stand up. And oh, I found the entire uh, I found moving. the entire thing very moving and incredible. And I think it's one of those little hidden things that people mm-hmm. don't know about. I want to hear Voices of Liberty do in a God of Davida. They did they did take oh, requests. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they could do it. No. They, did baby, they did Baby Got Back while we were there. And they stand in the rotunda, mm-hmm. and with the way the acoustics are, I mean, Yeah, no the acoustics in there are amazing. They yeah. are. No, Voices of Liberty are awesome. I mean, absolutely. And it's one of those things that every time I'm there, I walk by it. 
I can tell you that the next time I go to Epcot, I will make sure that I'm there to see them again. Talk about finding something that's been there forever and yeah. all of a sudden rediscovering it. So. Well, one of the things I was glad to see that they brought back was in China, they had a dragon made out of bromeliads that wasn't there last year, which was one of those things that I missed. They removed right. all those it little... Was, um, it was stunning. What they have last the year? Zodiac the Zodiac Yeah, they yeah. removed yeah. that and oh, replaced yeah. it with the dragon. That's fine. The they dragon. I like the dragon. They yeah. made sticks and old gum and yeah. mm-hmm. candy they found on the sidewalk. Those are <laughs> what, little Zodiac thing? Oh, yeah. I like those. Oh, I they're like, interesting. They were bottles in France. They yeah. were there for two years. So. Yeah, we have photos on the site, so go browse through them if you're not going to make it this year. Smell some perfume and mm-hmm. pretend. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's all we can say about Flower Garden <laughs> Festival. <laughs> Oh, it's sad. It is sad. But actually, Kevin, I like what you said about rediscovering. You know, kind of, you know, especially if you're a, a veteran and you go all the time or you, you know, you've been for many, many years. Um, I think you've got to make an effort to do that. I think you have to make an effort. But, you know, it's when you said that, I'm like, you yeah, know, it's kind of pretty cool. You know, rediscovering something that's been there for a long time that you've seen. But, and just walk past without thinking well, about it. Yeah, I know because yeah. I know for me, I, I, I walk I, I walk by a lot of things, and I'm like, you know, been there, done that. I don't need to go in and do it again. But why don't I? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. why don't I? Yeah, why don't you? It's a good question. I don't know. Yeah. Because, I don't know. I think sometimes I think because I'm I, I and I'm being serious. I think because I'm old and jaded. Um, I think, I think we have the I think that's part of it. I, I think really part do. of what we do is we have this eye for what's new and what's different. And right. I feel like that's what we have to go and experience because that's what we want to either talk about or what yeah. we, it's new for us. So, and I think sometimes we forget, like we talked about mm-hmm. the last time we went into the France movie and right. how cool it was. How cool know? it is. And that's what Kathy and I do in these 101s. You're even the, even, doing the, that. even the short time I've been involved with Disney. And doing this, it's bringing back stuff for me that I kind of avoid. But I, I think do. actually it's funny now that you mentioned that. I think maybe that's why that Animal Kingdom 101 resonated so well with me. Was because it was, hearing you talk about it, was like rediscovering things I'd forgotten that I liked. Well, that's kind of what I, I haven't even told John about it. But when we go, I try and make sure that we don't just do the same route. You know, there are hot spots. I like the soap that they sell in the France, in the back, in the, the mm-hmm. shop in France. So I always go in and buy a bar of soap. And I think to myself, but that's something I do every time. You always do, yeah. I do every time. So I'm trying to make sure that we add something, going to see the movie in France. Going to see, yeah. we actually went in and saw the um, whole production of, the, whole production of um, the America the Beautiful or whatever it's called. However, I do have to say that this has gone the way of Country Bear Jamboree the and the audio track. <laughs> and you think what? What? <laughs> and it's a beautiful theater. The audio track needs to be cleared up. It needs to be I don't I'm making words up here. It needs to be really like re-stereoized or whatever they call it. it or remastered. Re- right, remastered. 8-track. However, the thing that I came away with was that pre-show was incredible. It's something different. Yeah. I I always go to the right, no matter what park I go in. And lately, I've been trying my best to go to the left. And it, it just feels unnatural. It does. It does. It, it does. does. But I I'm have, trying to mix it up and do something that I wouldn't normally go to, even though I don't think I might like it or something. We and never it, walk into Epcot and go towards Mexico. Never. I did last time, and it was like I kept right. looking around. Are you guys up for a challenge? 
No. Who's you guys? <laughs> <laughs> Who's he looking at? John's not. No. No. John's like, no, I'm not up for one of your challenges. Does it involve mud? No, it involves <laughs> it, it involves going to Flower and Garden and doing three things you've never done there before. You, you, you want to know what I did the other day? Um, I say the other yeah, day. This don't count. Even if it was two weeks ago, it was still the other day to me. <laughs> Real, I've um, already done it. Well, my second my second day, I went taking photos, and it was brutally hot outside. And I rested in the United <sighs> Kingdom, and Take I decided to sit on a on a bench and call the the red phone booths. Oh, yeah. They were in my view, so I I just sat there for like ten minutes did calling. I would tell I would tell Disney jokes to the kids who would answer. <laughs> <laughs> I had a blast what? doing it. Heavy <laughs> breathing. How do you, have, have, a, how do you have the you? number to the phone? Oh, we have them on our boards. You, oh, you, can, you do a Google search for um, like phone, Epcot phone booths. Corey, I, that. I can the, see yeah, you. I can, I'm watching The you. call's coming from <laughs> inside yeah. the park. It was <laughs> the line between this and creepy is razor thin. It was fun, though. I was telling jokes. I was like, what are you wearing? I see you. You know? We saw something. I saw something really different. As we walked into Epcot, John said, I have to use the restroom. So right under wow. Spaceship Earth, there's the camera shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they have those little metal railings. So I sat on the metal railing just waiting for John to come out. One of the cast members was standing just outside the door, and she had a little remote-controlled car. And on the car was Mickey Mouse, like a little plush Mickey Mouse. And trailing behind the car was a long row of the Mickey stickers that they give out for free. Yeah. And she was making the car zip around and people could stop and take a sticker. Stickers. And I was shocked at They see many. if I was doing yeah. it, as soon as the kid came up to get the sticker, I'd move the car. <laughs> yeah, I would too. <laughs> she did. She played with them. And I could not get over in the short time he was in the restroom. I was just sitting there watching. It's fun. How many it? people came over and thanked me for doing it? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> that's, the, my mind. that's the exact same place that we left Stella's shoes and watched the people walk by and just look at them because it looked like she'd walked right out of them. And then someone finally scooped down and picked him up and walked off. <laughs> Okay, it's just fun, and I would yeah. say <laughs> that's creepy. Is that creepy? <laughs> that's creepy. This had nothing to do with me. I was, but I was watching. Some freak her. grabs your daughter's shoes and then like runs into a bush to smell them. They or were something. brand new shoes too, but they hurt her feet. So you know, I would I say too, if you're here. into photography, yeah, really, go to the flower show and t- just take pictures of the flowers. I've got all kind of beautiful pictures that I've taken of yeah, the butterflies on the, you know. If you're into photography and you're looking for a really great place yeah. to take yeah, a true. lot of different kind of photos, Flower and Garden is and just And it changes awesome. and it gets better. What's your, your what's your little quest or whatever you're going to Well, I'm just saying, go you know go to Flower and Garden and do three things you've never done before. I do well, that every time I go to a park. Mm-hmm. I always try to do something. I just don't want to go in the mud. She's but, getting back at you for that Lights of Winter thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my answer to when everybody goes, well, can I see it all in a weekend? And my point is, is I'm still going hundreds of times a year, and I still haven't done everything in a park. So every time I go to a park, I try to do something I've never done before. Well, there you go. well we've actually, uh, I, without this knowing it was a challenge, every time we go into a park, and as I said, this isn't something we even discussed. It's just something I decided we should do, kind of try and re-examine and see it with fresh eyes. I'll try to do something different. Next time we go to Flower and Garden, I'll try to enjoy myself. <laughs> we wait because of you. I think you should call the red phone booth. I think I should. <laughs> All right. Well, that, uh, that will do it for Rapid Fire and our somewhat odd discussion of Flower and Garden Festival. And you didn't think we were going to find anything to talk about. <laughs> there you go.
We hope you enjoyed this segment, and we'll be back with you again next time with another episode of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Thanks for listening, folks, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes. <laughs> <laughs>